People don't connect with your successes. They connect with your messages in your mess. And very importantly, what did you learn from that mess? You work hard in your business. On the Profit by Design podcast, we ask the big question. What has your business done for you lately? Hi, I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling, the business psychologist, the author of How to Hire the Best, and your co-host on the Profit by Design podcast. Weekly, my co-host, Mike Bruno, and I bring you tips, tools, and strategies from our own experiences and from the experiences of our guests, who are entrepreneurial thought leaders and real-life entrepreneurs, all to support you in making intentionally profitable and sustainable business decisions to live the lifestyle you desire. At Tap the Potential, we know that you want to be freed from the constant demands of your business. In order to do that, you need a business that supports your life. The problem is you have a cash-sucking business taking over your life, leaving you frustrated and discouraged. We believe work supports life, not the other way around. We understand you're paying a team and you're still having to do it all. There should be accountability. It shouldn't be this hard, which is why through our proprietary coaching system, we help thousands of business owners just like you have more time for what's important to them and grow profit by 300 to 800%. Here's how we do it. First, take our assessment at tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment. Next, meet with our success team lead to debrief your results. Then join our Better Business, Better Life program. By the end of your first year with us, you will have more time for what matters to you and more money in your bank account than you've ever had before. So take our assessment at tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment so you can stop working so hard for so little return. Take your life back. We've recorded this in the midst of the coronavirus event and found these interviews truly applicable to all major change events. We must lead with love through adversity, focusing on our vision and continuing to have our work support our life. I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling, the business psychologist at Tap the Potential, and this special episode of Self-Care and Strategy for Entrepreneurs is being specifically produced for you, our profit designers, on the Profit by Design podcast. Profit designers, at Tap the Potential, we are on a mission right now to be a positive force in social media during trying times for all of us entrepreneurs. In that regard, I would love it if you could help us out. We really want to get behind any of you who are doing good things in your communities, showing up and leading with love. If you are doing something to keep your team together during this time and you're sharing it in social media, or you come across another entrepreneur who is being a gift from their gift in some way that you notice, please use the hashtags lead with love and be a gift. Our team at Tap the Potential is on the lookout in social media for those hashtags, and we will be reposting those social media posts from the Tap the Potential social media. Let's all lead with love, be a gift, and shine bright during these trying times. 
I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling, your host, the business psychologist here at Tap the Potential. And today I am so excited to be joined by our guest, John Bates. And John is here with us to talk to us about leadership in a virtual age. I'm going to introduce John formally in just a minute and let you know all the good things about him. But before I go there, I want to kind of just set things up and talk as the business psychologist about what we are going through as business leaders and entrepreneurs during this time and why our self-care is so important. So I want to introduce John to you all so you know who we've got here. John's why is to unleash what is great in all of us so that it can live in the world. And John lives that why. And I know he lives that why because I have personally witnessed, I think at least five times now, John, being in a room with you as you are training leaders on their leadership presence. And I have watched the transformation that happens in a room in the course of I'm going to say like three hours, you have people who are standing up and they're kind of just holding it all together to stand up in front of the room and they have a, a pretty good presentation and a way of captivating. And as they go through what you teach, I see the real inner beauty of each person coming through in their communication. And I watch the people in the room really connecting powerfully with their stories. And so one of the reasons I wanted John here with us today is because when we are going virtual, our communication, we have many more challenges in front of us as to how we are going to connect emotionally with the people that we are trying to lead. So we have a computer monitor. If we're lucky, we have video. And if we're not lucky, we just have audio that we have to deal with. So how do we connect? How do we hold attention and really lead during this time? So that is my experience of John. I think he's going to really have a lot to share with us. I also want to share his formal bio with you so you really understand his background. John has spoken, hosted, and coached for over 35 different worldwide TED and TEDx events. He's been privileged to get to know some of the top leaders in the world, the NASA astronauts, leaders at Johnson & Johnson, J-Labs, Accenture, Boston Scientific, Coca-Cola, and many others, including many of our clients in the Tap to Potential family. And he works with people on a very deep personal level. The amount of vulnerability, openness, self-reflection, and honesty that a well-done TED format talk requires is second to none. The insights into leadership, success, fulfillment, and life that John has gained from his years of experience with this allow him to share some of the biggest, most powerful secrets of truly successful leadership that exists. So, John, with that, I want to get you talking a little bit about your why and why you feel so compelled to be talking to entrepreneurs about self-care right now. Well, you know, I almost died of an autoimmune disease about 18 years ago after being an entrepreneur, super driven, you know, thought winning the game of who slept less last night was a good game to win. 
by the way, just let me say flat out, that's a stupid game to play. And if you're winning it, you're losing. <laughs> it is yes. not good. So that experience, I had a company, we raised over $80 million. We were called bigwords.com. We sold textbooks over the internet cheaper than the bookstore. We pioneered the whole thing, e-commerce thing. I mean, you know, we definitely had some firsts in things. We were the first tell a friend program on the planet that we know of. And then we went out of business in the dot-com crash. And after that, I almost died of an autoimmune disease, a weird version of Stevens Johnson syndrome, which is, you know, essentially my body attacking itself. And so for a long time, I was not okay. Thankfully, I did not die. They really didn't know if I was going to make it. And I was scared to death, no pun intended or whatever that would be. But coming out of that on the other side, because of the nature of this, it seemed to be triggered by lack of sleep and stress. So welcome to life, you know, welcome to the two things that got me by, you know, <laughs> more important than food. And to get out of that hole that I was in, I had to really learn how to take care of myself. And at first it felt like I was giving up half of my life to sleep eight hours a day. You know, I'm like, how do people get stuff done? You know, <laughs> but you know, almost 18 years later, I feel like I'm a lot more productive. I'm far healthier. I'm doing much, much better than I was. I wouldn't say I've licked this completely, but I'm way better than I was. And it's all about self-care. And, you know, in these times, right this moment when we're talking and all the time, but right now we realize it, you got to put on your own oxygen mask first. You know, when those things pop down, if you don't put your own oxygen mask on and just immediately start helping others, you're going to pass out before you get very far. And this kind of a crisis, the coronavirus thing, makes that super obvious. It also makes it much tougher. Yeah. It's hard anyway, you know, and that's something that we all know, but we don't do necessarily, at least I didn't. And now it's very tempting to not do that even more. But if you do that even more and you get sick, you just become part of the problem. Right. So anyway, that was maybe a long answer. <laughs> no, it was an excellent answer. And it touches on something that I've been just out there preaching this left and right, that we have to do our self-care as entrepreneurs first before we can show up and take care of our families, before we can show up and lead our team. And my sense is from all the research that I'm doing with entrepreneurs on entrepreneurial burnout is we are, there's a good number of us coming into this coronavirus crisis in a place of stress and burnout, which are, so that means our immune systems are lowered. That concerns me a lot because if we have that going on and we are not practicing good self-care, we're going to be the first to fall. And we can't because we have so many people that count on us. Our teams need us. We've got to keep our businesses and our payrolls going. We have support for that now, thank goodness, with you know things that are getting passed nationally. So that has taken some of the worry off of a lot of entrepreneurs' shoulders. At least that's what I'm hearing in our community. 
So one of the things that I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so yet, now is the time to do it. And that is to take our entrepreneurial burnout assessment at tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment. You will get feedback that shows you currently right now how much at risk you are for entrepreneurial burnout. And essentially, if you have more than three symptoms, you are at heightened risk. And it means today, stop everything and do something to take care of yourself. It doesn't, this is not something you can do over the weekend. Like this is Monday. You can't wait till next weekend and do something to take care of yourself. And so I want to just run through a list real fast of some self-care strategies. And then John, I want to hear from you what you're seeing and hearing out there in the entrepreneurial community around the self-care and strategies for that. So first off, sleep. You heard John talk about the importance of sleep. Sleep is the number one thing that we can do to support our immune system and lower our level of entrepreneurial burnout and stress. Eight hours of sleep. There is nowhere written that entrepreneurs are going to be effective on seven hours of sleep a night or six hours a night. All the research, it says loud and clear eight hours of sleep consistently. So if you're someone who is sleeping six hours a night, it's time to start steadily increasing that and looking at, you know, if you need to move your bedtime earlier so you have more time for that, or if you need to spend longer in bed. If you're somebody, I can't do it, but I hear that some people can. If they decide they're going to sleep later, they sleep later. I'm the one who has to just move my bedtime back earlier and earlier to get my eight hours in. So look at that. Look at your sleep habits and look at are you creating an environment that is conducive to sleep? So turn off screens two hours before bed. Stay off of news and social media after 5 p.m. is what I would recommend. Only check major news sources and social media midday, once a day, so that you know what's going on in the world, but you have some time to process it and talk to people before bed. Don't check it first thing in the morning because that gets your mindset in a very negative, funky place for sure. The other thing that I want to say about self-care is getting exercise. Get outside, keep your social distance, obviously, but walk or go for a run or do something and just get some fresh air and get your body moving. I know it's fun to binge watch Netflix and we can only do that for so long before we get antsy and we need to get out and get fresh air. Other good things to do right now for your mindset and your mental health are meditation. So the Calm app is one that I've been recommending to really support around that. Journaling, writing down your thoughts, because that allows you to start having space between the train of thoughts that run through your head. John has taught me a lot about monkey mind and strapping our monkey mind in the back seat so that we can bring our best thinking forward. Journaling is a way of getting that monkey mind into the back seat and letting your your best thinking come forth. So John, I just want to turn this to you now. What are you seeing out there in the entrepreneurs that you're talking about? And what are some strategies that you have been using or have heard of other entrepreneurs using successfully right now around self-care? So sleep is something, two things really quickly. Self-care for a lot of big burly men, especially sounds like getting a pedicure. Okay, let's get over that, please. Self-care, you know, I've been starting to substitute love quotient, LQ, 
because there's IQ, EQ, and LQ. And I think they're all three super important. And people with a higher LQ are going to take better care of themselves. And because they do, they're going to be more effective leaders ongoing. So let's not make that mistake of thinking self-care is somehow frou-frou or overly pampering. No, it's called staying in the fight, you know, if you're in the military. And sleep is really important because without enough sleep, people make bad decisions. If people don't get enough sleep, it's equivalent to driving drunk. And that's one of the things that all the most successful people say about sleep. And there are very notable exceptions like Elon Musk, but I'll tell you, watch him on social media. And sometimes I think he could have would have done a better job if he got a little more sleep. Exactly. I think Elon Musk could be a tremendous leader. He's great as he is, but if he's sleeping and delegating, what yeah. could he be capable of? What would imagine, we imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I got to hang out with Sir Richard Branson on his island a year ago, right about now. And yeah. that guy is brilliant and his whole thing is to delegate and super well get the best people and let them do it and he's so good at that and that's why he's sir richard branson you know right so i imagine follow that example yeah and then so you know increase your lq your love quotient that means taking care of yourself and get enough sleep so you make better decisions. You are at the helm. These people are depending on you to make good decisions and sleep is going to facilitate that. So the other thing that you said that I'd like to just echo that I've been sharing with everyone I support and for myself as well. You know, the other day I woke up at 3.55 in the morning and I just could not get back to sleep. So for a while I tried box breathing, four breaths, four counts in hold for four counts, four counts out, hold for four counts, four counts in. Yogis do it. Navy SEALs do it. People in between do it. It's a great way to calm your body down, but I just couldn't get back to sleep. So four in, hold for four, four out, hold for four. So it just, it, you know, in a really high stress situation, Navy SEALs get trained to breathe that way. It just brings down the physiological reaction so they can get mental clarity again and things like that. And it's also a yogic thing. So it works all over, but it didn't work for me. So I just finally, I got up and I came downstairs and just got to work, went to bed earlier that night. But what the whole thing made me realize is that I have to exercise. I'm stuck at home. We can go outside. Luckily we have a yard and things like that. So that's awesome. But I hadn't been taking you know, advantage of that. And so that day I sat down and I scheduled in all of my workouts for the next several weeks. And the good news is Sharon, my wife, saw those things popping into the calendar and she hurried and scheduled hers. So we're both doing that. And what I realized is if I don't tire my body out, my mind is going to keep me awake. Yes. If I tire my body out, I can still get a good night's sleep, you know? Yeah. And, and I want to offer something too around the 3, 4 a.m. wake up because that's my issue. So I have been doing exercise and it's still not impacting the 3 or 4 a.m. waking. But what I have come to appreciate is on the Calm app, there is a meditation called Gently Back to Sleep and it's 45 minutes. Yes, that's long. great. And so I will admit sometimes I've used it and I have not fallen back asleep. 
and that's frustrating. However, what I've come to appreciate is the consistency that every time I wake up at three or 4 a.m., I am now going to that and turning it on because it's getting associated in my head that I'm going back to sleep because it works about 75% of the time for me. So consistency to build a habit and an association between this stimulus is related to me going back to sleep will strengthen that muscle. So it really is like working out on sleep. So I would encourage all of you as you're listening, if you try box breathing or you try, you know, a gently back to sleep app on the Calm app to just remember it may not work the first time. Keep trying. Don't just abandon it and give up and say, oh, that didn't work for me. And like John is doing, he's reflecting on, okay, what is it that I need to do so that I have a better night's sleep? All of us can do that. Yep. You know, and I just want to give my, there are very few things in the world that I can as wholeheartedly endorse as the Calm app. There is, and if you do not meditate yet, and it sounds woo-woo or it sounds threatening or it sounds scary, Go get the Calm app and do the seven days of Calm. They're super easy meditations. And there are a lot of myths and a lot of misconceptions about meditation that keep people away from it or make them think that they're not being successful with it. She will break all those down. I think her name's Tamara Levitt. Brilliant, brilliant. Just hands down some of the best money that I spend in my life is the Calm app and I highly recommend it. And if you feel like that's too touchy-feely, there are two others. One is called Headspace. That's pretty good. The other one that is very intellectually rigorous and very satisfying in that way is an app by a guy named Sam Harris called the Waking Up app. So I, you know, Sam Harris Waking Up is a, if you want a more intellectual and yet still very satisfying approach to meditation that's the one i'd recommend but calm just that's just absolutely and getting back to sleep doing the daily calm meditation is fabulous just couldn't recommend that more highly absolutely fabulous excellent what else are you seeing out there as you're talking to entrepreneurs I've got some notes here from some of the people that i've been talking to and i wanted to share some of these things some of which are a little bit humorous. So I support executives in China and they're, you know, ahead of us on the curve for better and for worse. But one of the things that one of the executives said is that, you know, the first two weeks, which is kind of where I think we all just were, you know, some people are a little ahead of that. Some people a little behind that. The first two weeks was just about getting stuff handled. Like, are her employees okay? What's happening? Is her family okay? Getting this settled, getting that, get figuring out what's going on. So there were two weeks of just total chaos, right? Then by week three, things started to get into a rhythm. There was kind of a new normal three, four weeks, you know, that it sort of settled down and she got back into some sort of a rhythm. By week seven, everyone's going freaking bonkers totally berserk stir crazy. And one of the things that I've been, and I think this relates really well to self-care. One of the things that I've been saying to the people I support is, okay, I know that as a leader, you want to show courage and you want to show that, you know, you're tough and right. However, everybody has no idea what's going on in our lifetimes, unless you were around and paying attention in 1918, this is unprecedented. 
and it's global and nobody knows what's going on. The data is horrible because it's been moving so fast. So if you don't share that you have some uncertainty and that you're having some difficulty with this, then everybody else is going to shove that stuff down too. Yeah. That's, that's not healthy. That's not that good. Is so unhealthy. Yeah. And it's terrible for your business if yeah. they don't feel like they can be honest with you. Yeah. So it goes back to one of the things that I always say in my trainings that you've heard a million times, Sabrina. You know, people don't connect with your successes, they connect with your messages in your mess. Mm-hmm. And very importantly, what did you learn from that mess? Or what are you doing about that? Don't make this a whining, complaining session. But if you can surface some of your fears and what you like, hey, I woke up at 355 because I'm freaked out. Yeah, I realized I need to work out. So I put it in my calendar. I'm working out. What are you doing? What are some of your concerns? And what are you doing about them? So it doesn't turn into a complaining session, but it does turn into a way for people to surface their concerns and then either say what they're doing to work with that or potentially ask other people, does anybody have any advice for me, any thoughts about what I could do about this? You know? And I will tell you, I have had several of those conversations where I've said, you know, here's something that's kind of in the back of my head that I'm starting to worry about. And I don't want to carry this fear with me. And the people that I've shared it with have given me a different perspective or here's, you know, if it came to that, here's an idea for how you can handle it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. And it's just that having a, you know, two step simple plan of if I had to deal with it, here's what I would do. And I think surfacing that and along those same lines, my child's teacher sent an email that made me aware that there's another level beyond worry and fear that we need to be talking about. And that is grief and loss. Yes. Absolutely. And what kind of caught my attention, I went, oh, my gosh, she's right, is the email was about our kids are grieving. They miss their friends. They are missing out on school events that would be happening during this time. And a lot of us like I'm canceling this week. I've canceled a trip to Holland, which was a bucket list. Like I've been working on this for years to get there during this time. I've canceled it. So there's, and all of us have stuff like that, you know, graduations, weddings are being canceled, big life events. There's grief. And my three and a half year old is suffering from that. I'm sure, you know? And so in my mind, I'm thinking my kids are out of school. They're thinking like, woohoo, this is great. And it also made me realize (laughs) they're thinking that and it stinks because they're grieving the time with their friends. So I think we need to be opening conversations in our family about grief and what we're sad about letting go of and what's hurting us and with our kids and on our teams. So that space to talk about what are the losses there are lost jobs out there there are people who are scared of losing their homes you know let's just get those conversations going and support each other yes i mean and it's really important i think that's i just think authentic vulnerable connected leadership is always gonna work better and right now i think that there's just never given that this is unprecedented, there's never been a time when it's been more important. And of course, keep it positive, bring people back to what are we doing, keep people focused on the larger mission and the empowering context, create some empowering context for them around what's going on. I mean, one of the things that's really interesting is in China, they have learned a lot 
about teleworking, you know, working remotely, distributed work. People have, I think, made a lot more room for family and life because, you know, when your kid runs past because you don't have a home office and, you know, somebody hears the baby crying, people have just had to make space for that. And I think that people don't want to give a lot of that stuff up. So I think there is an opportunity here to look for new ways of working and new ways to be productive and new ways to engage family and life and make room for all of that. And people are not going to give that up. Another big thing that I heard that I thought was really, really important, and I think everybody knows this in the back of their mind, but I'm going to say it out loud because I think it's so powerful. One of the execs I support said, you know, John, I watched a lot of companies in China just shut down and they did the right thing. I mean, they closed down, they took care of the employees, whatever, but they just went dark. And we tried very hard to do everything and anything we could do to support the doctors on the front line and support our partners and support our clients and reach out to them and ask them if they needed anything. And he said, you know, now that we're starting to come out of this again, the returns on that were not anything he expected, but he said they are just, it's staggering to him how much that meant to the people that they reached out to and did things for, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got an enormous just base of workers there for this company. He said within 72 hours, they had an app pushed out to everybody's phone that asked five questions. What's your name? What's your email? Where are you? Are you okay? Are you suffering from any symptoms? You know? Yeah. That feeling of caring. They care. Exactly. While John is stepping away a minute, I want to turn back to something that he pointed to is that we are experiencing a new normal in our society about what it means for work to support life. Because through coronavirus, we have had to shut down business as usual. Many of us are functioning like Tap the Potential is still open and going. We're virtual. So we're able to do that. And many people are having more quality time with their families, you know, taking lunch with the kids during the work week, spending time at home together, doing things and work is supporting life. And that really is what we're about at Tap the Potential is work supports life, not the other way around. There you go. John's got his sticker there. He was with us at Breakthroughs on the Bayou a few weeks ago when we had lots of conversations about this. And I think this is a real, you know, as we look at we're grieving things, we're letting things go. There's a real opportunity here for us to look at what do we have to be grateful for? What are all the good things coming out of this, including that opportunity to lead with love, reach out and check in with people. Where are you? What do you need? How can I support you? Having those conversations will put us strategically in our businesses far ahead of the curve as we start to pull out of this, because we are going to have a much better handle on what our clients, what our vendors, what our entire communities around our businesses are going through. And we're going to be in a place where we can support others and our businesses will start to come back and grow from that. So Dr. Sabrina, I'm going to model something that I'm trying to get across. I could make myself really wrong for the phone. I do apologize. It's not normally down here. Life is a little topsy-turvy, so I'm just going to let it go. I'll be okay. The phone rang, I got up, I threw it upstairs again, and here we go. Here we go. So let's talk about leadership 
in this virtual age? And what are some things that as we are doing more conference calls, Zoom calls that we can be mindful of? Because I know, John, you have you and I have worked together. You have a course that you are about to run to support leaders right now with how to show up powerfully and be powerfully present. And I've been on different webinars with you. I've heard you share some really fantastic pointers that are practical, actionable pieces of advice. So I would love it if you would share some of that with us now. I would love to do that. And so one of the first things that I have been saying a lot, and I think it's really important to think about this, I think it'll seem obvious in hindsight, your leadership presence now, your executive presence now is all about your telepresence. It's all about how you show up on these calls, these kinds of things. So, I mean, there's a few things that I would run through for that with you here, Dr. Sabrina, that I think are super valuable. The first one is to just even get that. And one of the most important things for me is Never underestimate how lucky you are to have the ability to do video because in China, the executives I was supporting, it was phones and that was it, which is fine, but video is much better. And since we have video, never underestimate how important it is for your team, your teammates, the people you lead, the people you work with to see you on video. If you're having a bad hair day, who cares? Come on video anyway. It's much more important the connection that you can provide. And especially if you're the leader and it's your meeting, then you absolutely must be there and do everything you can to get everyone to come on to video and tell them it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you're having a bad hair day. We just want to be together because it's so much more connecting to be able to see each other. So uh, psychologically with the neurobiology, involved, the more senses we can engage, the better. So when we bring video on, now we have sight and then we have sound. We can't smell, obviously, because we're virtual. So we have that sense is out of there. Taste is out of there. Touch is out of there, unfortunately, during all of this. So we can touch ourselves, right? And give ourselves hugs and hug our families. But in touch is very, very important for a stress relief response. So I want to emphasize that. But when it comes to being a powerful leader and being present, the video and getting people to connect on video is important, very important. Very, very important. Now, so three little things. Well, maybe not so little, but one thing is your background. If you're the leader Think about that more than a lot of the leaders that I see thinking about it. You know, I've watched a lot of these hastily thrown together Zoom meetings or whatever for people, you know, for people doing for their clients or whatever for their team. And the person running it has not thought about their background or their lighting. Those are things that are relatively super easy to think about. You know, I finally just went out and bought a a background because my background was so not good. So I find I just got one and I'm, it, that's a printed thing hanging there. And then I've got some lighting. I recommend that you don't have a bright window behind you. So your face is all dark. That's, you know, they call that the witness protection program. Can't do that as a leader, you know, think about, do you have some nice kind of maybe slightly to the side? If it's above you, 
it kind of throws the wrong shadows on your face. If you can get some light coming in through a window, Dr. Sabrina, you look fabulous. You've had this down for a long time. Thank you. Um, and I just shout out to Randy Hickman at Penrod yes. who has consulted me. He's been over here. We've adjusted lighting and played with things. Yeah. He sent good. me a message after every video and he says, that was good. Or you're a little too yellow. Here's what you can do. So we've put a lot. Nice. Of Thank you, Randy. You do a good job. Yes. And then, now, here's another thing. I don't know if I can pull this off. I'm just going to have to tell you this because I don't know if I can pull this off and I don't want to necessarily take the risk of dumping out of the stream. But right now, how you're seeing me is through my Logitech. I think it's a C922 WebStream Pro or something like that. Not that expensive. It was like 100 bucks, And the video is notably better than my almost brand new iMac built-in camera. Mm-hmm. which kind of surprised me. Like the, it's much better video. However, the real secret is this microphone that I'm using. It's called the Blue Microphone Yeti. And Blue is one of my very favorite microphone companies. And they also make a thing called a Snowball. The Yeti is maybe 150 bucks. The Snowball, I think, is 50 And the Snowball doesn't have as many bells and whistles, but I don't need them. You could easily use a Snowball or Sure makes good microphones, AKG, Rode. But sound is actually far more important than video. So don't get a brand new video camera. And if you're going to get one thing to up your executive presence online, get a really good microphone and then have it be pretty close to your mouth. I had this over there for a long time till a friend of mine was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, duh. So I pull it over here so that I can have that really good, crisp sound. And one of the things that I think is really important to remember is that, especially if you're the leader or you're the speaker or whatever, if something goes wrong, if there's a technical issue and you get upset about it, everybody gets upset about it. But if you just roll with it and laugh, Everybody rolls with it and laughs. So it's an easy way to just keep things calm and keep rolling on without letting it get to you. And then everybody else will be a lot happier too. So absolutely. Yeah. So we're back. You know, so I was saying, think about your background. Think about your lighting. Those are two things that are pretty easy to work with and make sure that you show up. Nice to see you from the shoulders up instead of just the chest up as you're looking at your you know, laptop camera, get it all situated. Think about the lighting, think about the angle of the video. And then the thing that's the most important, if you want to, if this goes on for as long as I think it might, and you want to up your executive presence and your leadership presence, the first investment is a microphone. Get a nice microphone. Blue makes the thing called a snowball. It's 50 bucks. Rode makes them, sure makes them, but get a USB microphone and hold it, have it be close to your mouth when you're talking. You know, what else can work that's an easy thing is even if you just put in earphones with a mic that's right by your mouth, just getting that little mic that much closer to your mouth than your computer or your laptop will also make a big difference. Yeah. So a couple of things about that for women, we have very carefully of our dangly earrings and our jewelry and scarves, anything that's going to brush that microphone, because then there's all the scratching, you know, that's a good option if you have nothing else available. The other thing that I want to say is to when you're on video, I like to stand up. It gives a higher level of energy 
And so, but I can't do that for, some of us are doing meetings eight hours a day now on Zoom. I can't stand eight hours a day. So I'm very intentional about when I choose to stand for which meetings, when presence is really important, like a Facebook Live with John Bates. So (laughs) yeah, so I'm standing for this meeting. And the other thing about this, you said, if this goes on, then your best investment is going to be a microphone. It is going to go on. Coronavirus will end. But what we're all doing unintentionally is we are creating infrastructure. Now John's going to stand. <laughs> we're creating- I, I know good advice when I hear it. <laughs> I think I learned this from John Bates. We're unintentionally creating infrastructure for more virtual meetings to happen in our world. So I do anticipate even after coronavirus ends, we will see companies doing a lot more virtual meetings. And especially at Tap the Potential, we have a lot of contractors and landscapers who traditionally don't do virtual meetings. They're you know a little bit more old fashioned, old school with face-to-face meetings in the office, but now they're putting the infrastructure in place to do virtual meetings. So I think look at this long-term and it's an asset that you're building in your company to be able to do virtual meetings and people don't have to be in the office. It saves a lot of money long-term to be able to do that. And as I said in the part one of this broadcast, in China, they're seeing that already. People want more virtual, more distributed working options because they got used to this and they liked it. And they're also seeing dramatic increases in productivity out of that, you know? So as much as this is a horrible tragedy, I think one of the things that's incumbent on us as leaders to do is to look for the silver lining and what is clearly a tragedy and to keep people present to the fact that we can make lemons out of lemonade, which doesn't mean that things aren't awful for a lot of people, but it means that anybody that can turn some lemons into lemonade is just adding even more value right now. I think so, for sure. Any other tips that you want to share with us, John? Well, let's see. So your virtual presence is you know, that is now your leadership presence and this is how it's going. Now, the other thing that I think is really interesting is that as we go, I'm going to call it distributed, as we go with a more distributed approach to work and things like that. I used to work in a massively multiplayer online virtual world game company. And one of the things that I saw there And I love the work of Jane McGonigal around this. I'm a student of hers on some level and really think she's done a lot of great work around this, which I'm going to be bringing to the things I'm doing. So here's everybody in a massively multiplayer online virtual world game like World of Warcraft. And there are teams that go out and accomplish these things that take a lot of time and a lot of coordination and a lot of brains and a lot of effort. And the people who organize those teams are fabulous distributed leaders. And, you know, there are a number of things that happen in that game world that you can bring to your work world. Like one thing is people just enjoy it more and do better when they're working with people they care about. Mm -hmm. So what can you do in these virtual settings to amplify how connected and how much people care about each other and to get your team to see this as a team effort and be part of a team that makes a huge difference. People don't want to let down people that they know and they like, and they care about. And, you know, I think sometimes people aren't quite fully present to just how much they know and like and care about their colleagues until something like this happens. And as a leader, you can, reinforce that in various ways. And then 
you know, the other thing is that people really, really benefit from, and it means very much to them to get acknowledgement. And listen, on a team that's working really hard, everybody can get a prize. Maybe they won't all get the same prize, but if you acknowledge people for what they're doing Mm -hmm. and you acknowledge them in front of the group so that they get the social accolades and the meaningfulness that comes along with that, that's another thing that goes on in these virtual worlds with these teams that are very successful. And there are a number of other pieces to that puzzle But what I think is almost funny to say, maybe threatening a little bit, but funny, is that in those massively multiplayer online virtual world games, I'm just call them MMOs from now on, everybody's basically a volunteer. In fact, they're paying to be in the game. So to be on this team, they're not getting paid to be on the team that's going to go take on this big new challenge in the game. So the leaders get that they have people that are doing this of their own free will. Now, look, your people are at home. You can't watch them 24-7. And it doesn't work to try to do that. There's lots of companies that have tried to do that. Fundamentally, doesn't work. And that autonomy is what people are falling in love with in China. They don't want to give that autonomy up yet. They don't want to give it up at all. And so if you can give people autonomy and empower them and get them to be, see that they're dependent on each other and feel that they are contributing to the team and be acknowledged for that, they will use that autonomy to do good work versus using that autonomy to freaking watch Netflix all day. Yes. I want to jump in here and offer some real concrete examples of how we do this within Tap the Potential because we are all virtual, have been for years, and how we support our clients in doing this in their businesses as well. So within Tap the Potential, we have individual goals, every single one of us. We have our team goals, our business goals for the quarter, and then each of us has individual goals. And so Every time we have a one-to-one meeting and we do one-to-ones every week with our team, one of the first, yeah, boom, one of the first things I'm asking in those one-to-ones are what are your wins and successes? And I want to know personal wins and successes as well as in relation to the goals that have been established for the quarter. And so I'm hearing those wins and successes in the one-to-ones and I am very mindful of which ones I'm bringing out to the team because- The team needs to know what everyone else is doing that is furthering our team goal. And I'm also very aware we have Slack. We use that for communication. There are things that get shared with me in Slack that are wins and successes that the rest of the team wouldn't know about simply because the individual is like, you know, I don't want to brag about that. That's too, whatever. And so I look for when is it appropriate to share some of those wins and successes with the team? I consider that my role as leader of the company. And I carry around, it's mostly a mental notebook, but I have done a physical written notebook in the past. Uh, What are the wins and successes that we need to bring out and shout people out on? And you can do it in a daily huddle. It can be in a Slack channel, but, or a weekly team meeting, but look for those opportunities to do that. And so many of our clients at Tap the Potential do these things with their teams and it has a huge impact on motivation and morale it's really important during a stressful time like what we're under right now. Yes, yes, always important, but even more now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. More now. This has made me realize that there is a lot of support that leaders can use right now. And I think up until about five minutes ago, leaders were so in the thick of things that they just didn't want to think about anything but was right in front of their face. 
I think this is going to go on longer than any of us wants. And I think we need to be prepared for that. And I think it's a really important time to be getting some support and letting someone be with you through this and give you best practices from all over the world that I'm seeing and bringing everything that I've learned over my lifetime of being involved in the internet and doing virtual distributed work and running distributed teams. So that's what that course is going to be about. And I've got partial scholarships. I've got full scholarships. If you feel like you need the support, but you can't afford it, that's not going to be an issue. If you can support it, this is going to be a great way for you to assist me to keep doing the work that I'm doing. And, you know, no one's going to be turned away for lack of, of being able to afford it. And I'm going to bring everything from lessons from the MMO world, the online virtual world, things from, you know, companies that are distributed, like my brother's company that are very successful at it. A lot of the things that they do, tips, tricks, techniques. And then we're also going to be looking at authentic, vulnerable, meaningful leadership and what it looks like. And there will be support for each other. And then twice a week, I'll also be doing free bonus question answers where I'm going to ask people like you, Dr. Sabrina, to come in and we'll just, that'll be a free for all. We'll talk about anything and all of it will be recorded for all the participants and available to the participants after. So that, that is phenomenal. So I would highly encourage you if you have not been accustomed to leading virtually, or if you have been leading virtually and you're ready to up your game, this is a phenomenal opportunity because this is what we're going to be doing for months into the future, I believe, after this. And so now is the time to build your skills as a virtual leader. And one of the things that you touched on that I'm really excited about is the gamification. And yeah to engage people virtually using gamification. That is yeah. some powerful stuff. We've experimented with it in our online courses at Tap the Potential, and I was blown away with a little bit. I mean, we introduced a teeny tiny bit of gamification into one course yeah. we did in the fall, and yep. the participation was beyond anything I have ever experienced in any online course I've taken part in yeah. or delivered. So I'm thinking, wow, if we add more of that, you know, what's possible there? Yeah. And it's not just about getting points and having a leaderboard and things like there's much more to it. And one of the great examples, do you remember back when LinkedIn was just another one of those places you could put your resume yeah. and it wasn't the thing they put up on everybody's LinkedIn screen, your profile is 80% complete. Yeah. Do you know how fast everybody got their profile 100% complete? And do you know why LinkedIn is LinkedIn now and all those other ones we can't even remember? It's a gamification technique. We that, just need to know how far we were and what the goal is, and we wanted to complete it. Yeah, you, I drove everybody crazy to see that their profile was only 80% complete. Do you know if you put bowls of M&Ms out that are mixed and then you put a few yellow ones in one bowl, a few green ones, a few brown ones, by the end of the night, people will have moved the M&Ms in the bowl so that they're all sorted. Like we're compulsive, <laughs> but we can use it. <laughs> That's it. We need to tap into our human neurobiology, how we're That's wired. Right. And yep. you 
to our advantage to engage. That is great, John. All right, so what we've got here is this is the current moment in time that we're dealing with. And we want to think about what our vision is for how we want to be December 2021, two years, essentially, from now, a little bit less than two years. How do we want to be? What do we want to be experiencing? Not so much what do we want to have, but what do we want our lives to be like? What do we want our businesses to be like? And what experiences do we want to have? And do we want to how do we want to impact others? And how do we want our teams and their families to be impacted we need to have that really fleshed out. And if you haven't given thought to that, I would highly encourage you to sit down and spend some time with that in a focused way and get that in front of you. Because what we're faced with right now is we need to make choices in the now that are full focus, that align with our vision of where we want to head versus survival reactions. Like I just need to do something to get some money coming in right now and that choice may look like on the surface that it is somewhat aligned with our vision. But when we project it out into the future, what it actually does is it starts close to the goal. But over time, it misses the mark in a big way. So one of the things we have been doing intentionally at Tap the Potential is offering strategy sessions for those of you in the Tap the Potential community who are not our current clients. Our current clients have access to us for laser coaching, no additional charge. Our past clients are able to access our Tap the Potential team for laser coaching for this type of work no charge. So know that if that's you, reach out to us. We will do a laser coaching session with you around this concept so that you can make good choices because we really want to be supporting entrepreneurs right now in making the good choices that will get you through the moment and keep you on track through your vision. So we have created an entire Q-storming protocol. Q-storming is asking powerful questions that surface much better thinking than crisis-oriented tunnel vision thinking. That is what we are using in these strategy sessions. So if you want to access that, sign up to have a strategy session with us at tapthepotential.com forward slash strategy. If you are a current or past client, we do not charge for that. If you are new to us and you've never been a client at Tap the Potential, there is a charge for it. We have made it super minimal to make it easy for people to move forward who need the support right now. So I have been coaching entrepreneurs for 15 years now. So I've seen some boom and bust. I've been in Wyoming and I have supported entrepreneurs there through some major bust years. And I know what it takes for a business to survive a bust and come out and be stronger. And one of the things I want to give a huge shout out to so many of our businesses within the Tap the Potential family. It has been heartwarming for me yeah. past two weeks to connect with those and see that the majority of them are in a very strong cash position because they've implemented things like profit first and they have had their focus with us on designing a sustainably profitable business that supports their lifestyle. They focused on creating great places to work. So they have the leadership skills to step forward and lead with love because they've been doing it this whole time. So. Yeah. It just makes me feel so good to see the good position that they are in because of the groundwork that has been laid. And it, it doesn't mean if you're coming into this and you haven't done that groundwork that you can't get through it and come out stronger. But when you said years of experience, I want to be super clear with those listening. That's what I've coached people through. 
and I the bust and how to survive a bust when you're in the middle of it, as well as the foundation that you need to lay so that you can thrive at all times in all circumstances. Because that's really what we are about at Tap the Potential is creating these sustainably profitable businesses that support our lifestyle. So thank you for that, you know, kind of teeing that up because I needed to get that out there. But I just want to acknowledge that I've been on some of those calls and I know some of those companies, like I know a bunch of them and the ability that they have to be great contributions in their community and to their employees and to their clients because of the stuff that they've prepared for and the work they've done with you is truly, truly inspiring. Just like you said, I fully agree. Yeah. So as we go out, John, we are going to do our rally cry, which is lead with love, shine bright, be a gift. I'm going to count us down and you do it with okay. me. All right. Three, two, one. Lead with, lead love, with love, shine bright, bright be, be a, a gift. gift. Yes. Thank you, John. Bye, everyone. Right. Great to see you, Dr. Sabrina. Thank you very much. All the best, everybody. If you're like most business owners, you have a cash-sucking business that's taking over your life. After the first year in our Better Business, Better Life program at Tap the Potential, you'll have more time for what matters to you and more money in your bank account than you've ever had. Get started. Take our assessment at tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment. Thank you for spending time with us today. Join our conversation in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group. Share your thoughts on today's episode, ask us questions, and let us know what you want to hear about next. Visit our website at ProfitByDesignPodcast.com to access resources from our sponsors and tools we've created for you. Subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to right now. There's a subscribe button right there. Go ahead and hit it so that you always get a notification when we release a new episode. And finally, share our podcast with a friend if you know a friend who would enjoy it. Thanks again for listening. This is Real Life Business. Keep your chin up. Keep moving forward. You got this.